to the preaching and teaching ministry of Brian Burke International. Hi, I'm Revivalist Brian Burke, and I pray this teaching brings revolutionary change into your life and ministry, and that it will stir you to rise in the power of the Holy Ghost. Now let's get started. Glory to Jesus. We know he's on the throne. He's alive. We don't serve a historical Christ. We serve the living Christ. Amen. And he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still alive. He's still ruling and reigning. And we're just coming up to par where he is. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are here not by accident. And we thank you that everyone that is here is not here by accident. This is the will of God. And we thank you for the purpose. We thank you for the will. We thank you for the destiny. We thank you where we, for where we are. And we thank you for where we're going. We thank you, Lord God. Our ears are attentive. Our eyes are wide open to receive. Our hearts are receptive to receive what you have for us. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for everything that you've been pouring out, everything that you've been revealing, everything that you've been imparting into us. We thank you that it is not by accident. You are building, you are building line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, for a manifestation of the glory, for a manifestation of your will in the earth through us, God. Hallelujah. Father, we look forward to even greater thing this year even in the midst of turmoil even in the midst of chaos we thank you God that we are not in chaos we are not in despair we are not in perplexity we are a people of covenant we are the priest of our God the Levites of our God we are the kings and the priests hallelujah and we thank you that we are carriers of your presence carriers of your ark and we will bring it forth into this land into this city come on look at somebody and tell them I'm going to show forth the praises of my God. We don't serve mammon. We serve the living God. Yes, we serve the living God. We don't serve a historical Jesus. We serve the living Jesus. The one who has preeminence over all. Over all. He says to me has been given all power in heaven and the earth go ye therefore as my representatives and teach them amen so we need to be doing what jesus told what he commissioned us to do for real let's go to matthew chapter 13 glory to god we are excited today we know our world has changed but our god is still the same he does not change and he has a people a people of covenant. So when we say God is in control, that means that, hey, listen, God is going to do it through us. Because we are involved in his operations. We are involved in his ministry. He handed the ministry over to us. Amen. That's why we are the new creation. We understand who we are. We understand that we are, all things have passed away and all, all things have become new. We understand the ministry and the mandate of the Christ. We understand why he went away. Amen? Do we not? We understand that we are a new creature in Christ, not in Adam, but in Christ. There's a new creature walking on the earth right now, not like Adam. 
but like unto Christ. Glory to God. He has a ministry and the word of reconciliation, reconciling all things back unto God. All things means all things. Hello. All things means all things. That means you have the ability. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. The ministry of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation belongs to you, the new creature in Christ. Glory to God. And God's going to provide everything we need to accomplish that ministry. It's his ministry. This new nature, this new cre creation has a nature, the nature of Christ. We talked about that. You're going to restore things that have been broken. You're going to restore things that have been, are in ruin. You can't restore something that's, all, that's brand new. So things have to be in ruin. Things have to be in chaos. You know, God is not afraid of chaos. In the beginning, God. Amen. The earth was without form. It was void. It was dark. It was in chaos, but the Spirit of God was right in the midst of it all. God is not afraid of chaos. He's not afraid of ruin. He's a, he's a restorer, and he's a builder, and he governs, he rules, and you have that nature on the inside of you right now. Say it. I was born to build. I was born to restore, and I was born to govern. See, we have to believe that. We have to change the way we think. Hallelujah. Because there are many things going on around and about us, but they don't determine who we are. You are not your circumstances. Amen. Hallelujah. You are completely a new creation walking on the earth that is not do ruled and dominated by that system. You are not serving mammon. You are serving Christ. You are putting first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's reality. Everybody shout, that's reality. I don't care what the spirit of mammon is doing. I don't care what the systems and the kingdoms of this world are doing. We are not under that system and you are not in that kingdom. You have been translated. Translated means translated. It means you were once there but you're not there anymore. One time you were in Adam. Now you're no longer in Adam. Now you're in Christ. You're, you're in a completely different place. Hello. So we need to change the way we think and we need to change the way we see so that we can begin to possess what God has really and truly given unto us in this world. We're going to see opportunities no one sees. Amen. We're going to hear things no one hears. Praise God. God is going to bless us. God is going to give us answers. God is going to give us miracles. He's, he, he will be with us. He, we will never see the righteous forsaken nor their children begging for bread. Come on. That's not the will of God. We know what the word of God says. God doesn't want you to be begging and we're not going to be begging. Amen. So that new nature, has a, he is an ambassador. He is an ambassador. He's the highest level foreign diplomat, right? He is not under the laws of the nations that he has been sent to. He is exempted. That's what an ambassador or diplomat is. He doesn't have to obey any of the laws in that nation. You can't prosecute him. You can't sue him. He is not subject to those laws. Hello. We are in the kingdom of God. That's what that means. We are delegates and ambassadors of the kingdom of God. He has a purpose. 
Every one of you has a purpose. The new creation has a purpose. And the main purpose is the eternal purpose of God, which is that God had always already intended for man to rule on earth. Hallelujah. That has been the eternal purpose of God. I feel the fire of the Spirit right now in my belly. That is the eternal purpose of God. That he has purposed within himself. Hallelujah. That's why you are saved. You are saved to reestablish the kingdom of God on earth literally and figuratively, spiritually and naturally. You are here for that very purpose. Amen. God wants us to rule and to have dominion over these things. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have to change the way we think. We have to change the way we think about this stuff. Because as soon as we enter into that other way of thinking, we become subject to its laws. And we don't want to become subject to the laws of mammon. We're not serving mammon. We're serving the king of glory. And he's not a historical Christ. He is the living Christ. He is the living Christ. And it's about time that we see him again, that the glory needs to come back. Christ in us, the hope of glory. This world has to see something. This world has to experience the presence of God like never before. Amen? And we're going to see it too in Jesus' name. But we have to change the way we think. This new nature, this new creation has a gift. Has a gift of God in him with which he can take dominion. That gift is his means of production. Remember the parable of the pounds or the parable of the talents where the master went away to receive unto him a kingdom. He gave everyone according, a several, uh, according to their abilities. And you have a gift in you right now, and it's according to your ability. That means God, has, God knows that you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can increase. You can do it. God gave you that gift according to your several ability. You are able to do it, in other words. Say it, I'm able to do it. Say it, I'm able to increase. I'm able to multiply. I'm able to be fruitful. I'm able to take dominion. See, none of us can say we can't do it because the word says that God has given us the gift according to our ability. Hey, don't get quiet on me now. What all of be shouting, we can do it. We can do it. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Hallelujah. You can do it. Your gift is your means of production. You can continue to produce you know, production has gone down in this nation. Production has gone down in the world. Just another statistic came out today about manufacturing has dropped. I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know exactly the number, but maybe 3%. Manufacturing products have dropped 3%, 3 to 4%, I think it was. People aren't producing. Amen? But God has given us the gift, and it's our means of production and we can produce. Therefore, the new creation is a producer. You ought to write all these things down, amen, because that's your identity. We all want to talk about who are we? Who are we in Christ? I want to know who I am in Christ. Don't you want to know who you are in Christ? I'm telling you who you are in Christ. You are a producer. The new creation is a king and a priest. 
Glory to God. The new creation is a son. Those that are led of God, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. The sons have an inheritance. The new creation has authority. Authority from God. And the last one, he has revelation. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 13. Welcome to, to the year 2009. We got to start it off this way. We got to see some stuff about us. We got to see some stuff about Christ. Amen. And he will help you. But we have to change our focus. Verse 10 of chapter 13, Matthew says, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why do you speak unto them in parables? All of these gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're all still full of parables. Still parables. We're still hearing parables. And he answered and said unto them, Because it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. There are still Christians today that don't know the mysteries, plural, of the kingdom of heaven. Now Jesus is telling them here, you have an advantage over the rest of the world. They don't know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And he's going to tell us what happens to us when we have the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. He says, but to them it is not given. Verse 12, for whosoever has, has what? The revelation. What does the new creation have? Revelation. Whosoever has the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, to him shall be given. Given. Now, there's no limit on that, right? To him shall be given. Well, you, you put, put, put whatever it is in there. Given what? I don't know. Given. Hallelujah. Whatever it is you desire, whatever it is you need, given. If you have the mystery of the, the mysteries, whether say plural, Jesus said, whosoever has the mystery of the kingdom of heaven to him shall be given. So you have an advantage, amen? How many know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? Don't all raise your hands at the same time. But not everybody does. And that is tragic. Not everybody knows the mystery because we're still reading parables. We're still hearing parables. Now, this is important to us. This, we, need to, we need to grab a hold that, of this truth here that we are still hearing parables. That's why Jesus said uh, there is one coming, the spirit of truth, and he's going to testify of me. You need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost to begin to reveal to us all the things that Jesus was talking about in the Word of God. We need some mysteries of the kingdom of heaven revealed unto us so that we have an advantage over the people outside so that we get the wisdom, we get the prudence, we get the strategies, we get the, uh, the breakthroughs and the victories, we get the answers, and we are the representatives of the kingdom of God that way. Amen? But we're still hearing parables today. Let's keep reading. To him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. Now, we know that Jesus built upon the rock of revelation, right? John Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, right? He says, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. 
and upon this rock I will build. So Jesus builds on the rock of revelation and the rock of who he is. Listen, a manifestation of the kingdom is a manifestation of the king. You can't have the kingdom without the king. Amen. We need a revelation of him. So the mysteries revealed of the kingdom of God are mysteries revealed of Christ. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Jesus builds upon revelation. Whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he will have more in abundance. In other words, he will build, he will build, he will build, he will build. Things will be added unto you. It's all over the word of God. Seek first, put first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now listen, how are you going to put first something you don't have a revelation of? You need to have revelation. And, and in order for you to have revelation, you have to have the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth who teaches us. We need a teacher. I need, I need the teacher. I have the Holy Ghost talk to me at times when I don't expect him to talk to me. Some, I don't worry about the scripture not understanding it. I know Holy Ghost is going to teach me. I know I could be in the bathroom. The Holy Ghost just teaches me. He likes to talk to me when I'm in the bathroom sometimes. Not very, maybe it's too much information. But he doesn't care. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Ghost is a teacher. Now we have to depend upon the Spirit of God to begin to teach us because we are still hearing parables. Jesus said, I'm going to speak to you plainly. I'm not going to talk to you in parables anymore. I'm going to speak to you plainly. And he did do that. When he, when he, after he was resurrected, he was with them for 40 days and he spoke with them plainly pertaining the things of the kingdom of God. Those were probably the most powerful things Jesus has ever said and we don't have them. You and I have the parables. We need the Holy Ghost to teach us those things that he taught Peter those 40 days. We need to read Peter with a different set of eyes. The, the letters that Peter wrote. Because there are in there, some of the things that Peter wrote are in there. That Jesus said during those 40 days, they're in there. They're in, the, in John, they're in there. But we need to have eyes that see and ears that hear and perceive so that we can have and then we will have more in abundance. God wants us to have abundance. Amen. Amen, somebody. So we have the parables today. Why do you speak unto them in parables? He answered unto them, because it is given to you to know. Now, which, who are you? Are you the, the group that is not supposed to know? Or are you the group that he wants you to know those mysteries? I believe that we are the latter group. Amen. We need to know these mysteries because we, our times have changed, ladies and gentlemen. We need to know some stuff. We need to know some stuff. We need to know some stuff. We're talking about real life. And when I'm talking, I'm talking about an ambiguous kingdom message. We're talking about real practical daily living of taking dominion in the marketplace. Any certain believer, hallelujah, taking dominion in the marketplace with the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven here on earth revealed. Amen. 
Now, I'm telling you, that's the will of God. God wants you to have that. That's why Jesus said, it's better for me that I go away because if I do not go away, the comforter is not going to come and he's not going to teach you all those things that I said and all the things that I couldn't say to you. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to write scripture. No, 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 no. That's not what we're saying here, okay? God is still speaking, though. The Holy Ghost is still revealing, though, of who Christ is. But when that revelation comes and when that truth comes, he's going to back it up with miracles, signs, and with wonders and, and the gifts of the Spirit of God. How many want to see that in Jesus' name? I want to see that. I want to see the glory of God come back into the cities. Hallelujah. See, the glory of God. See, there are churches, services going on in, in, the, in the nations of the earth, and they have great services, but it's not affecting communities. It's not affecting. It's just, it's just a personal blessing. How many know the glory of God will do more than a personal blessing? Because it's more than just our personal relationship with God. This is about the world. This is about Christ's ministry. This is about uh, the mandate of the Christ. This is about his mission to reconstitute the kingdom of God here on earth. Not just to get a personal blessing. It's okay if I'm serious a little bit. Because this is, after all, the first Friday of the year, 2009. And so we got to begin on the right note. We got to set everything right. We got to set everything in order. We got to have the right mindset. And we got to run this race. We got to get ready to run. Amen? Glory to Jesus. So let's get serious on a Friday night. Somebody say, let's get serious. Hallelujah. So we're not talking about a patty cake Christianity, nice Christianity, where, you know, we're all just saved little sheep, you know, and we're just so happy, and we're just so ecstatic, and we're just so wonderful, and we're just so nice. No, we're talking about taking over in this world for the king of glory, amen? We ought to own the television stations. We ought to own the news network. Hallelujah. I was daydreaming the other day. If I had $20 billion, you know, you know what I would do? I said to myself, I said, Lord, I would start a television network, a satellite news network. SNN, right? SNN. And I would have the logo, not fair and balanced. It would be nothing but the truth. <laughs> I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican. Can you handle the truth? And we just publish the truth. Here it is. Take it or leave it. Bam. That's what I would do. I was just daydreaming. Lord, I need $20 billion today. That's what I would do with it. That's what I would, that's what I would do with it. Amen. I would send letters to colleges and say, any reporter out there that wants to just tell the truth, I will hire you. Any journalist that wants to just say, say it the way it is, I don't care about politics we're just gonna say it the way it is come on over amen glory to God don't you wish I had 20 billion dollars all the politicians would be nervous right now <laughs> but you see our media is in cahoots with some of them you gotta you gotta know the truth that's why okay we're also in love with these politicians for whosoever has, to him shall be given, and he shall have more in abundance. That's verse 12. 
But whosoever has not, whosoever does not have the mystery of the kingdom of heaven, from him shall be taken away even that which he has. So you can be taken advantage of, in other words, put it in plain terms. Therefore, speak I to them in parables, because they, seeing, see not, and hearing, hear not, neither do they understand. But we ought to be speaking to people that are full of the Holy Ghost and that get an inner witness of what the Spirit of God is saying. And then there is agreement. And then there is, we are in one accord. And then there is a sound released. See, that's what needs to happen. But the, here's the problem. Not all of us see and see or hear and hear. There's only maybe a couple of us that see and see and hear and hear. I'm going to get a shout out of you. We're going to get a sound out of you. And when that sound is here, hallelujah, watch out. It is like Acts chapter 2, when they were in one accord. Amen. Suddenly, there came a sound. They were in agreement. There came a sound like, the, like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't you think it can happen again? It just doesn't happen on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost kept filling them every time they came together. The Holy Ghost kept filling them and filling them and filling them and filling the house and filling the house. Who taught us that Pentecost was a one-time thing? Where did that come from? Don't you think the Holy Ghost wants to fall upon us again? Hallelujah. Fall upon this earth again. Bring his glory back again. Hallelujah. So the people can see and see, hear and hear, and have a sound come forth up out of them and change their world just like they did in the book of Acts. Now let's go to 3 John. Because we are new creatures. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When old things have passed away, that means they really passed away. See, religion tries to keep it here. You know, the Bible talks about uh, two natures, but it doesn't say that we have two natures in us after Christ. There are no two natures in you. I'm, I'm taking the excuse away to sin. You, ha you don't have, you're not schizo. You're not a schizo spiritual Christian. You have no two natures living on the inside of you. The satanic, Adamic nature and the Christ nature. Uh-uh, you don't have it. The Bible says old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If that's true, that's true. Amen. If we're translated, we're translated. That's what Elijah said. Why are you limping between two opinions? If God is God, serve him. If Baal is God, serve him. You're not two natures. There's no two natures in you. See, when we begin to think, change the way we think, we're going to act that way. When we change the way we think, we're going to believe that way. And when we believe that way, we will act that way because that's the truth. That's what the word of God says. But religion has taught us from Romans chapter 7 that there are two natures living on the inside of me. There's this ongoing battle, ongoing conflict that you'll never win. That's a horrible, stinking life. I don't want to live that way. And that's not what Paul preached. Paul was given an example. 
of a carnal person. Okay? Then he ended it out and said, but who will deliver me from this, O wretched man that I am? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ. Then he goes into Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is now therefore now no condemnation for them which are in Christ. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Glory to God. See what Jesus did. Jesus, the Colossians says that he blotted out all the evidence. That he disarmed principalities and powers. Amen. That he spoiled them and shamed them. That he conquered. Hallelujah. Amen. He def when Jesus won, he really won. There, there is therefore now no condemnation. All old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Come on, shout, I am new. There is no new, uh, no old creation in me. I am new. Now, see, the problem is, and I explained this Sunday, but for those of you that missed it, your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And I gave you the example of a computer that when a program is uninstalled out of that computer, there are still items left in the registry that cause that computer to not function properly. And even rebooting doesn't help. What you need is a registry cleaning. You need a renewing. You need a renewing. You need a renewing. That's why your soul needs to be renewed over and over. That's why we need to talk about a prosperous soul. What is a prosperous soul? And here's what a prosperous soul is because I'm running out of time. A prosperous soul is a soul that is in line with the new creation, with the, in line with the spirit man. He's in the proper place, spirit, soul, and body. God wants you to be a prosperous soul. Let's read it, First John, uh, Third John, excuse me. See, the, uh, I'm talking about why do we think that we still have that old nature in us is because there are fragments of the satanic Adamic nature still remaining in our soul, things that we do habitually, but it's not who we are. It's not in the nature of God. It is fragments remaining from that old satanic Adamic nature. That's why you need the renewing of your mind. Is anybody here today? Are you getting it? You need to get, you need to understand is there is not two natures living on the inside of you. Ladies and gentlemen, this set me free in my thinking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now we have whole ministries birth on this scripture right here and talk about emotions Balancing emotions, growing up in your emotions, this is not going to happen. You were born crying, your emotions were born crying, it's still crying today. It's still, it is still. You're still same baby in your soul. And unchanged. It is true, I'm telling you. I've listened, I've, I've listened to everybody whine, and it's, it's just horrible. And I'm like, God, what's happening to me? And I've listened to myself whine, and I'm like, this is like I'm five years old, and you're still whining the same way. Are you listening? 
And all of us do the same thing. You were born crying, you were born whining, and you're still whining today. Stop wasting your time on trying to get emotionally mature. Pop psychology terms. But what is a prosperous soul? What is a prosperous soul? A prosperous soul, he says it in verse 3, for I rejoiced, see, for I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, even as you walk in truth. He could tell their soul was prospering because they were walking in truth or revelation. Amen. The spirit of truth is the one who reveals. Hallelujah. Where is the truth? The truth is in your spirit, man. Because God talks spirit to spirit. He doesn't communicate spirit to soul. Like the psalmist said in Psalm 51, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. So truth dwells in his spirit. So therefore, the soul was prosperous because there was truth in the spirit, in his inner man. And the soul was getting its strength and deriving its life, deriving its stability from the spirit man. Are you here today? That's a prosperous soul. Hallelujah. Don't have time to go into all of it. But in order for your soul to be prosperous, you need to read uh, James chapter 1 verse 20 where it talks about the engrafted word of God which is able to save the soul. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 talks about the soul, uh, the, the word of God is sharper, dividing to soul and spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So the truth can enter into your spirit so your soul can be stabilized. The word of God saves your soul. All right. Now, Adam, Adam, Adam was dust. That's his body. Bible says God breathed into his nostrils. That was an air. That was life. That was spirit. And the Bible says he became a living soul. So the soul was alive because his spirit was alive because of the spirit that was in him from God. The spirit which we have received from God that we might freely know the things that have been given unto us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 talks about that. There's a lot of teaching about that. We don't have time to go into all of this. But we have to understand that it is our spirit, our new creation that has the image of God, that has the image of fruitfulness, that has the image of abundance, that is the image of multiplication in it. And there is not two natures living on the inside of you. You have to deal with your soul because it still has those habits in there from the satanic, Adamic nature. It's doing those things habitually. It needs to be trained to have new habits. Amen. And it will get there because of the truth that is in the inward parts, in the hidden part. You will make me to know wisdom. Amen. So a new creation is a person that is dominated and, and, and is living a life that is dictated by his spirit, not by his soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you getting it tonight? Now we need to understand that. 
Because we're talking about revelation, really. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven so that we can be those people that see and see and hear and hear so that we can have in abundance. God wants, to have the, wants us to have those strategies, the wisdom, the prudence in our inner man so our soul can remain stable even in the midst of chaos. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Colossians. Why is all that? Why do we need to have all this? Because God wants something to manifest. God wants it to manifest. God wants new creations to manifest here on the earth. Hello. Say it. He wants me to manifest. All right. Let's begin in verse 13. I got to go all the way to chapter 4. It says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Right? Now, you have been delivered. Say it. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. Well, well, brother, what about people that are still Christians and they're still demon oppressed or whatever? They're delivered from the power of darkness. There's no devil in their spirit. But there might be devils attached to their soul and to their mind and to their emotions. And they need deliverance from that. But they're still new creations. Is that okay to understand? Is that real simple? Okay. So we can get real theological about all these things and never get anything done. You know, we can get stuck right here and say, but, 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 brother, I still got problems with sin. That's because you're dumb. Don't sin. You have a new creation. What are you doing still living out of your soul when your spirit is new? And you have the word of God. And you have truth in the, inner, in the hidden part. And you can have wisdom. Amen. In your inner man. What are you doing? That's called double dumb. And we have to get you saved every Sunday. Just like in the Baptist churches. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has translated us. Now God is not a liar. Now this is some of the stuff Jesus was talking about those 40 days. Okay, this, these aren't parables. The epistles, they are not parables. It's plain. Amen? You've been delivered. Can you imagine Jesus telling the apostles, I've been resurrected, boys. You're not under the shadow of death any longer. I've delivered you from the power of darkness. And I've translated you into my kingdom. You're now in my kingdom. You've got authority. Go use it. Amen? Can you imagine that? That's plain talking. He didn't use any parables. Then he says in verse 14, and uh, we have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Who is, now he's talking about him, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn, of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and things that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, that's you and I, who is the beginning the firstborn from the dead, 
that in all things he might have preeminence, rulership, lordship. If for it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Now this is key right here. All fullness dwells in Christ. Now you are in Christ, amen? Guess where all the fullness is now? So all the fullness is in him and you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Therefore the fullness dwells in you. That's why Ephesians chapter 2 can say that we are the body of Christ which is the fullness of him that fills all in all. Now, if we have still the thinking, stinking, thinking about two natures living on the inside of us, we will never be able to grasp that we are the fullness of Christ as the body of Christ here on earth. We're still going to be thinking, stinking, thinking and never do anything in the kingdom of God. I read the word of God and I believe the word of God 100%. I don't argue with the word of God. If the Bible says that we are the body of Christ, which fills which is the fullness of him that fills all in all. I believe it whether I get it or not. Take and take that example. Just believe it. The Bible says it. I believe it. I don't watch theologians on the history channel and say, well, there's other verses that contradict this. I believe the word of God. Say it. I believe the word of God. Take God at his word. Verse 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself, all things that were created for him, all creating things that were created by him, things invisible and visible, all things, all things that were created for him, he reconciled all things unto himself by him. I say whether things be in earth or, or things in heaven. He has a really long sentence that goes from verse 20 all the verse to verse 29. That's a really long sentence. You have to really read this sentence very carefully because he has a lot of bunny trails, okay? He says one thing and he, and he goes off in all these other places, but his main point in this scripture is verse 26, okay? Even the mystery which has been hid from the ages, from generations, but now, everybody say now. Now is made manifest. Okay? It is now made manifest. Now it is manifest. God wants something to manifest in us. And what is it? What is it? Here it is. Which is to his saints to whom God would make known revelation. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery revelation among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory. Now go to verse, uh, verse uh, 9. It says, for in him, in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost bodily. In him dwells all the fullness of God. And verse 10 says, you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in him. Hello. Underline that three times. You are complete in him. <clears throat> you believe the Bible? Yes, I believe the Bible. Is that the truth? Yes, is it? but I don't feel that way. That's still the truth. Well, things don't look that way. That's still the truth. You are complete in him. He is the Christ, the son of the living God. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. But my father which is in heaven. Uh, amen. And whoever has this revelation upon this rock, I will build my, and you will have keys. Because you have that revelation. And because you have keys, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Come on. It all starts with revelation. 
but I don't feel that way. doesn't matter. The Bible says that. I am not dictated by what I feel. I am dictated by my spirit, and my spirit has truth in the inward parts. You will make me to know truth in the hidden parts. I have wisdom. Amen. Christ is the wisdom. In Christ, the Bible says, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. We are complete in him. We are complete in him. We are complete in him. There is not two natures living on the inside of you. Come on. You're not going to be dominated by your soul anymore. You're going to be ruled by your spirit, man. I'm trying to do my best here to communicate this. Because I don't want you to have another nice little teaching and more information. I want to get it across so you believe it and act that way. Say it, I'm complete in him. You know, complete means there's nothing missing, there's nothing broken, there's nothing lacking. Huh? You are complete in him. And if he, in, in him dwells all the treasures of the wisdom and the knowledge of God and you are in him, you can draw from him. That's what Jesus told the woman at the well. If you knew the gift of God and, and, and if you knew who, who it was that was standing here, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water and you would never thirst again. He was teaching her, listen, you got to draw. You've got to learn to draw from in your spirit, man. You got to learn to draw all that wisdom. You got to learn to draw on that knowledge. You got to learn to draw on that wisdom of God because it's in there and it's the gift of God and you can do it. Amen. Say it. I can do it. I am complete. I can do it. Go to chapter 4 verse 2. Paul is keeps talking about this mystery that he needs to manifest. He says, continue in prayer and watch in prayer with thanksgiving, with all praying for also for us. That God would open up unto us a door of utterance. What is that? Revelation. Because God wants us to speak this thing with revelation. That's why he said, I did not come unto you with man's wisdom. But I came to you with the demonstration and the power of God. I, didn't, I wasn't speaking the wisdom of man. I was speaking the wisdom that was taught by God. He was talking about doors of utterance need to be opened up unto us because we're not reading. We don't, we don't, we don't just want to read the parables. Amen. We want to have the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven revealed unto us. We need somebody to pray. We need believers to pray that doors of utterance open. So when the man of God or the woman of God stands up here, that doors of utterance open and the mysteries come forth and they hit your spirit. Hallelujah. And the spirit bears witness with the spirit. In you that these things are so. Because the Holy Ghost is the teacher. With all praying also for us. That God would open up unto us a door of utterance. To speak the mystery of Christ. For which I am also in bonds. That verse 4. That I may make it manifest. And this is what we were after. We want to make it manifest in every believer. We want to present every man of God, every woman of God, uh, of perfect after the, according to the full measure of the stature of the fullness of God, according to the measure of the stature of the Son of God. Amen. A perfect man. This is what we are after. This is what God, what Jesus wants manifested here on the earth. Hallelujah.
We hope this message has equipped and strengthened you to boldly follow Jesus. If you would like to know more about Brian Burke International, visit brianburke.org or write to Brian Burke International, P.O. Box 4153, Hallandale Beach, Florida 33008 or email us at info at Until next time, God bless.